0: Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1, whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. And we're, I guess we're not off to the races, we're after the races, welcome to She Loves the Grid, (laughs) another episode. Hi, Dan, and I'm Claire. (laughs) Hello, what a weekend. Yeah, I think that's part of my brain, it's just, it's scrambled, because... Oh, my gosh.
1: See, I mean, we were, everybody was ready to come back to racing. We were just so every, so excited to get back on the grid. And then they did not disappoint. The weather, the cars, like, there's so much to talk about this week. And I the love
0: unexpected it. craziness. So we'll just do it quickly. How, how was your week? It was a week. So. <laughs> yeah, I, Yeah, I know. It was a week mine was too. I you know, I keep talking about my, my neck and my upcoming apartment move and getting my own bed and I can't wait because it's, it's I've not been feeling well because of all of that. So oh,
1: yes. I can't wait. No, that's be so awesome. I know. I think the highlight of my week was getting away for a lunch with some friends and um just having a really nice afternoon. But that was the highlight.
0: <laughs> I, feel you, I feel you. All right, well let's just we'll just keep going. All right, all right. did do it. This week.
1: And this week in F1. Oh, yeah, this week in F1. Okay, so Silly Season. This seems like so long ago. Um, Silly Season this week, it came out rumors that um, Alex Albon was holding formal or informal um, conversations with at least half of the grid. And I thought that was kind of interesting because I felt like both he and then James have said Like Alex is kind of the future at Williams and, you know, he's, he's a a leader and he's going to stay there. But then I kind of thought like, it kind of makes sense though, because he is performing really well. I've always thought he was a good driver. I was really bummed when Red Bull kind of, you know, kicked him to the curb, if you will. And um, why not see what you're worth? Like, what is your value out there? And then you can utilize that for negotiation. So I don't know that I think he's going to actually leave Williams, um, especially when you think about what's remaining as far as um, cars, because we know that K-Mag and um, Nico were – Haas announced this week that they're re-signing uh, for this year – or for next year. So there's two seats that are are gone. You know, would he go back to AlphaTauri? I don't know. You know, who knows? No,
0: like I couldn't see that.
1: Yeah, like why? I think they'll, especially. Well, we'll get into the stuff with Daniel, but I think especially with what happened to Daniel this week, um, I think they're going to continue to give him another chance. So I could see them extending his contract too. So I don't know. I think it could be a good negotiating tactic for for Alex. Um, I don't think we talked about this last week, and I know you and I talked about it just briefly, but there was a rumor going around this week, and it was purely a rumor um, that Lance was going to retire and go into tennis. Um, so if you don't know, like Lance was a really good junior tennis player in Canada. Um, but apparently this rumor came from a podcast with Martin Brundle, um, and then Tony, who I think is known as F1 Tony. Um, and Martin was just saying he could see in like a year to a year and a half s time, Lance hanging it up. And he was just speculating that he wasn't sure if racing is really lance's love and mentioned that he was a tennis player back in the day and so would it have been you know tennis something that he was more in love with and maybe should have gone that route so it was pure speculation happened a couple weeks ago on a podcast and then somehow got picked up this week and it started flying all over the place so there you go
0: they even talked about it during one of the commentators did over the weekend i was like that just was weird. Yeah. I know, and, and I wonder part of me for just a brief moment during today's race. Cause I know everyone's listening seeing on Tuesday when we release or whenever you listen, but we always record, you know, usually record right after the race and that's why we're recording. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he, he seemed just off today and I don't know if maybe it was he distracted with all this kind of banter going back, you know, messing with his focus. I had a brief thought of that. Then I was like, Oh, and something happened and Risa thought thought lost my mind. <laughs> so <laughs> Girl, no, yeah,
1: I, mean, I mean we could talk more about that too as we as we talk about them, but I do feel today it was like this is Lance. This is where Lance has always been since I like 13th, 14th place. I don't even know where he finished up, to tell you the truth. Um, but like I just feel like that's kind of Lance and We'll talk about that more when we get to Aston Martin, because I think there's a really good question there about you know should he continue um, as a driver. I didn't hear any of his post-race interviews, so I don't know um, what his deal was. But you ready for some fun facts before we get into the rest of the team?
0: just some fun facts. It's, it's going to be a long one, folks, because there was just a lot that happened. So. A
1: this lot that OK, here's some Red Bull fun facts for you after today's win um by Max. So Red Bull has won 23 of the past 24 races. That goes into last year. <laughs> We're only on race what 14 today. So cuz next next week I think is 15. Monza. Yeah. yeah, Monza is 15. Um so that goes back to last season. Talk about dominating. I mean, we people are talking about rebels dominating this year. Uh-uh, this goes back into last year. They are killing it with the win today. Max is now tied with Michael Schumacher for nine straight wins. I mean, I feel like we kind of thought that was that was going to happen. Um, and then yep. also, it came out this week: the earliest that Max can win the World Driver Championship is in Singapore. It's a night race. Um, and that would be the earliest anyone has ever secured that driver championship. So there you have it. Some fun facts for you.
0: <laughs> there You have have
1: the it. Team just keep rolling, 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 rolling. So,
0: All right. You know, poor Daniel. I mean, he, you know, he just, he just gets in to finally get back in the seat and then, he, yep. And I think he knew, a few those who had heard he, during what, FP2? Yeah, he went into the wall, and he he yelled out, ah, you know, my hand. Um, he knew it. He knew, he, knew it. It. he broke his hand. He knew it. Yeah. He knew something was bad, but yeah, he yeah. broke his hand.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, when I put that on our story, like that whole video clip, because he knew instantly. And, and even when I saw later, more of the video footage with him getting out of the car like the marshal was coming close and he said no no he was like waving his finger at him and he he was holding his left hand you know kind of up and just getting himself out with his with his right hand like you know it i i broke my met, my fifth metacarpal earlier this year if you've been listening to us all this time i don't know which hand i mean it's um his left hand but i don't know which metacarpal it is that he broke but you know you know it as soon as it happens and from what i've heard he did go to barcelona he's yep. meeting with lance's doctor um, that did lance's wrists earlier this year in case you're new to f1 lance straw both both of his wrists prior to the start of the season or just prior to um, in a biking accident so he's going there might need surgery I would just highly recommend the surgery. They said it was a clean break. Just do the surgery so it doesn't like continue to slip, which if you don't do surgery, it probably can. So highly recommend. But I'm so glad because we know how quickly Lance got back in the car after yeah. his surgery. So yeah. fingers, sure, and yeah. you and I were talking might be a little different because when your fingers have to go inside, you know, the, the
0: steering wheel. Yeah, like well, it's the metacarpal, so it's between the wrist and the finger. So it's down in here. So I don't know this versus the wrist strength, you know, it was, you know I don't know. But yeah. what I thought was interesting and I know we're going to talk about the race later, it's all a mix. So it's just going to get mixed in with Joe wrecked uh, Well, you and I were both commenting, he just, his hands were up and quick yeah. and it's like, yeah. you know, and that was something they were talking about. I think you were talking about how they teach drivers in like, indeed, you know, if you're going to hit the wall, just, you let know, go. as soon as you can, you've got to let go because, you know, you've got so much of that the chance of uh, causing a break.
1: Yeah. That just like that hitting, you know, the wall, all of that, you're holding the steering wheel and you're no doubt like gripping it. So now you're already stressed, right? They say, you know, that's oh, why that's people don't get hurt often because they're relaxed. And when you're like this, you're just, it just, your wrists take all of that they absorb it all and
0: their hands go inside right it's like an opening that their hands are going in too so they get yeah. anyway yeah yeah, that was that was kind of crazy but then of course then Liam Lawson got called up and he only had fp3 which was crazy I mean and and not even a full fp3 (laughs) because
1: and I don't think he's driven the Alpha Tari like he's the reserve driver um for red bull he was af- he was actually before daniel as far as like the reserve driver status you know at the beginning of the season daniel wasn't their second or their very first call up as a reserve driver it's liam lawson so i think he's done more in the red bull over the last year or so than than the alpha tori so yeah he didn't really poor guy like hi get in <laughs> we need to do a seat fit we need to do the jump out test like let's go <laughs> but it's such a challenging track so I mean good for him for stepping in and we'll talk more about all of that stuff but also a great opportunity to maybe show some of the teams that do have some openings that like you can just jump in and and do what you need to do so yeah yeah absolutely yeah we'll see um Haas did also have an upgrade this weekend it was a front wing as far as I know that's all it was um but then Kevin messed his up in FP3 or no maybe in qualifying so he did not have the front wing change on the grid during today's race so it was just um Nico that had that so there you have it um I don't even know Williams looking pretty good
0: looking
1: good. No, no upgrades. Uh, I think it was Alex that said before the race, I think he drove or drove. I think he flew with George maybe to the race and for the weekend. And he said they were going to be rubbish or something like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, they were not going to be, they're going to be rubbish this weekend. And then Holy cow, which I think is even more impressive because as we said last week, James, the principal, said they're not putting any more money into the cards this year or they're not going to bring more upgrades or what have you. They're really going to be concentrating um, on next year. But, yeah, that was really good to see them. And then to have Logan, the first American in 20 years to qualify in the top 10 <laughs> of an F1, mm-hmm. like that was good for him. He's, he's yeah, absolutely. making a case for keeping that seat next year (laughs) you gotta do it you gotta do it i don't know what else mclaren Uh,
0: yeah yeah, mclaren they 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 did you've got what they did they made a small upgrade right
1: yeah on their rear wing and god loves sam collins he gets in there and does little stuff so if you're not ever watching him just go in there and watch but they did something a little different, and I, I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to show it, but their front, I mean, I'm sorry, their rear wing has kind of like a little cutout. So, they just kind of like separated it from the, like the lower part or the lower element. So, they used to, I think that's where the end plate used to be, but it's rounded, and so I don't know how to describe it. It goes like this, and it... I'm trying to use my hands if you're watching the YouTube video, but it kind of goes like this. And then here's this part. So it would go like this. And so it just is supposed, to, it's like, I don't know. I guess it's like a new trend. Go watch Sam Collins. He can, he, that's his job. Um, is, Sam Collins. He, hashtag
0: Sam Collins.
1: Hashtag Sam Collins. But um, it's a newer trend. Okay. So Alpha is using it. Alpine's using it. Mercedes is using it, um, although not as drastic. So, just go check that out. I, I think that it was definitely helping them. You could see in qualifying, especially um, that kind of a setup. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody else, you know, kind of kind of does that. I don't even I'm not even gonna try to explain the rest of it because it's just not going very well. Go watch C.N. Collins. Um, <laughs> we get
0: to that. So <laughs> yeah.
1: um, but did did you notice on the Alpha Romeo? there, you had a different livery sort of
0: I, thought f- I noticed something on the, on the, it was it on the front ring, right? Yes.
1: On or the front wing, not- it wasn't mm-hmm. the whole car, which I think would have been cooler. So they had um, this graffiti artist come and there's actually is a version of the car with like graffiti all over it. And it's really cool looking. Um, but on the front wing, they had, um, I think it's said Alfa Romeo, right? And then it also they it was also on their um their jumpers, whatever we call those. And then
0: I thought they said they put their name too. I thought they put their name, the driver's name and graffiti as well on the side of the car. Because yes. I saw that and I was like, wait, that's not always been there.
1: Oh, it was special. So the name and maybe the number, I don't know, but it was really kind of cool. I thought it was it was pretty awesome. I I liked it. Throw a little something. I'm in glad there. you
0: mentioned like, that because I saw it and I was going to ask you, and then I completely yeah. forgot about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really interesting.
1: And then Joe. I mean, we can talk about him more, but he's he, we know his seat is possibly open. And I, I, before this weekend, I was a little worried about him. Um, I might still be a little worried about him, but he did a, he did pretty good today. Just you know, it was very unlucky, but I might still be a little, a little bit worried about him. So yeah, I don't know. Anyways.
0: And Aston Martin, they, they, I mean, I know the one thing we talked to you've got in here in our notes is talking about the loophole and put that tiny winglet. And then it just yeah. didn't work right. Cause they were having to be too ginger with the, the Jack, they, they had to have done some other things where right? they undid what they did before that screwed the car up because. That car was flying. Fernando was flying today. I mean, it was, I was just on my seat and I did not expect that, which is why I did not predict him in the top. And I thought about it, but holy cow, was he flying? I was screaming at the TV.
1: Yeah, it was, like you said, whatever they had done, thinking they were making even more tweaks to make the car better. When was it? Around Canada? Somewhere around there. they undid it all. Like, I hope they just went back and they're like, what was working? And now, you know, let's move forward from there because he was so good. So good today. Off of the starts, he had as good a starts as he could on all of the restarts. So like, he just did. He was amazing. So yay to Aston Martin. I mean, and honestly, like, I can't imagine that Papa Stroll was going to allow that to continue. Like after all that they've done and the team as well, like, you're not gonna let, keep letting that happen. Um, what what else? McLaren for Oscar. This was his first time at the track, so oh, he did, yeah, he did pretty good. Um, crashing an F two F B two wasn't great, but <laughs> but he did all right today. I don't know. Practice. What do we have? Like first
0: thing i thought was neat i just want to start this off was the rookie rule so there's a rookie rule which i had learned about and i'm i may not say it because i did not go back and double check everything but what i read friday because it interested me was that every team starting 2022 has to put at least two rookies in at least one practice typically fp1 in this in each season um and a rookie is defined as a as a racer who has not competed in at least two Grand Prix. Okay. So that's why we did not see Carlos in FP1 because Ferrari was exercising their rookie rule for at least one of their two required races. Yep. There's an article that speculates that um, the three teams who have rookies this year would have already met that rule because they had rookies that started. However, I questioned Nick DeVries because Nick DeVries competed in one last year. So uh, right. with him coming and competing, as soon as he hit his second race, he then would have competed for two and he's technically not in the rookie rule anymore. Yeah. So him doing it again, unless the two free practices counts as two free practices. I thought it was two different races. I have to go back and get the specifics. Um, but again, yeah. speculation from an article I read, um, yeah. But then I go I think about, um, but at the same time, AlphaTauri might be okay because now they've brought Lawson up. I was just, and then say, it's just like, yeah. well, That was on Friday. Then, was, then later Friday, it's like, oh, well, now there's Lawson. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe Alphatoris met their rookie rule because they would have had DeVries and Lawson. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, that, I mean. Just some interesting things. So between now and the end of the season, every team has to pull up at least – two rookies and to, to, to do at least one practice. So we'll see some FP ones yeah. without our regular drivers.
1: Exactly. And they tend to do that. They pull up their reserve drivers generally um, or maybe somebody that they're, they're looking at, but it does tend to happen later in the season. And so last year, I think I was telling you um, when we were chatting earlier this week that last year in Austin, there were several rookies that, Took part in FP1. Um, I think it was all just FP1. You could do it whenever, but you know you d- don't probably want to do it FP3. So there was we got to see a few different drivers um, driving because they will kind of leave it until <laughs> like maybe no the wow. end of the end of the year. So it, it's a neat experience for them, and it's a neat experience I felt as a fan to see maybe somebody who's an F2 or an F3 driver um come up and and drive the car so and you kind of know too like who you don't want there was somebody for Haas last year they brought up in
0: Austin I was like
1: get them out of that car <laughs> like <laughs> this is terrible I don't even remember who it was but it was awful you would like-
0: imagine they can't do that on sprint weekends right because right. there's yes yeah, so it has to be non-sprint weekends and there's more sprint races this year so it's it's they've got to yeah. be definitely a lot more strategic this year when And they do that. So that was just a neat, neat, you know, new rule to learn about. I know we're not going to spend a lot of time going over each of the practices. I do want to point out that between the three practices, we had six red flags.
1: Oh my goodness. One in FP1, one
0: in FP2, and three. Uh, 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 In FP3. (laughs) As I love actor.
1: your count, <laughs> your count impression. And I never even watched FB3 because it was on at like three in the morning here. And by the time I got up, it was time for um
0: well, it nine. was raining from the very start. And mm-hmm. you know, Max almost lost script and hit the wall. Like mean, he almost went off at the very beginning. Uh 10 minutes in, came mag out, red flag. Mm-hmm. 35 minutes left, Joe through the gravel, red flag. Lawson actually spun out. But he corrected himself and was able to keep going. Wow. We have a red flag, so yeah, it was wow. it was nuts. Um, yeah, it was nuts. And Russell was-, was showing well in that, by the way. The top three were Verstappen, Russell, and Perez. Oh wow! In FP three, uh-huh. I
1: know Mercedes. I feel like they looked pretty decent before. Yeah.
0: All the real stuff started happening. What <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to call it on FP1 and 2. But yeah, it was just pretty much between the rookie rule and red flags and rain. Yeah. And-, and Daniel. Oh, he Daniel. did say,
1: he did say, and poor Oscar. And Oscar's probably like, I am sliding under the radar. Because when he crashed first, you know, like, it was kind of like, ah. But then with Daniel crashing right after him and then his whole hand. I feel like the whole Oscar crash just kind of slid under the radar.
0: So, so true, probably said that earlier Oscar crashing in a 2 And I'm like, oh yeah, he that was the car that crashed right before Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the focus and was on Danny and, and breaking said, his hand.
1: Yeah. And Daniel said he said that he saw the um the McLaren too late. And it was either hit Oscar or hit the wall. And so he went into the wall. So, yeah, that's really all I have about that. But qualifying was really good. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Insane. It was sunny to start. FP3 was a hot mess. Like you were saying, it was all. um,
0: It had been raining, so the track was still wet from FP3. So that's why I noted it was dry weather, but a wet track. And you kept knowing how high the winds were.
1: Okay, did they say what? Because all weekend, I kept seeing they were showing the flags, right? when they show the crowd, and they were like straight up and straight out, like
0: they kept saying over and over the winds were high, winds are high, winds are high. so wow. I, I noticed I think I noted that every one of the, the 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 cues or the follies that the the winds are high again, winds are high again. Yeah, um,
1: I know yeah. you were happy because in q one they were those cards were lined up ready to get out there.
0: Like so happy <laughs> you way to the end, which q three killed me. but mm-hmm. yes, because I'm like, oh. and, they and, were you
1: know,
0: and in q three we had two red flags, by the way.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. No, I think they knew, like, you've got to get out there, get a lap in while it's somewhat, I mean, at least it's not raining. Everybody was on enters, right? But mm-hmm. at least, like, get out there and get going. Max was, Max wasn't happy because he <laughs> he felt he was slipping and sliding every everywhere.
0: Week. He complains every week.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was so crazy because early on, it was just like, All these drivers were, the the leaderboard was just all over the place. And you had like Ocon and Albon and Sargent and Lando and Oscar, like all up in those top, in the top five. So this is what I, okay. So a couple different times this weekend, I was thinking like, this is, I think what they were hoping would happen with like, maybe leveling out that cost cap. Teams are all stepping it up. You have multiple different teams up in, you know, like the top 10, you've got drivers that, you know, two Williams drivers were up, you know, near the top and granted it's Q1, but how exciting is that? Like, this is super fun to watch right now. I hope it continues like this the rest of the year. I was
0: kind of shocked that Ocon missed out in Q1, that he got knocked out in Q1. That just... I mean, some of them, I mean, you know, as you noted, like Charles, Charles barely made it into Q2. I mean, there was,
1: there were some, there were
0: some shocking results there at the end that I was like on the edge of my seats, like just wondering if
1: something. Insane. I could not believe that Charles was down that far in Q1. And then when he was coming, I guess, back into the pits, he radioed his team with a whole like, long (laughs) sermon about, you know, how they were, they barely made it into Q2. If they continue with this. And I think you had said um, it was about the tires primarily. um, And then traffic, sending them out into traffic. If they continue with this, they're not going to make it out of Q2. Like he was just laying it all out there. Um, Which I don't blame him. Like, and we could talk about this later, but even in his post race presser, today he just seems frustrated and like he's resigned to whatever's happening um but out in q1 we had joe O'Con, magnuson botas and lawson um and albon was on top of the times in q1 if you remember correctly and that's the second time this season that he has topped the times in q uh, here's
0: here's what Carlos said come on now let's be on it i mean sure sure. I was looking all of our comments back and forth are usually about those two though. So yeah, I saw Carlos yeah. saying goodbye. Cheryl said, come on now. Let's be on it. The traffic is the most important tire, warm up, everything. This is important. This is our only priority we have. Let's focus on that and everything will be fine. Otherwise we'll be out in Q2. We are lucky already to be in. Yep. And you might and send it to they
1: need to hear I to it. Go. I am proud, honestly, of Cheryl, like stepping it up and putting more of this out there, or maybe they're just letting us hear more of it. I don't know, but good for you, Cheryl. Tell them how it is. <laughs> That's all I could say.
0: Um, let's There's see. a couple other favorite quotes I had of the weekend, though, that was the commentators, because one of them commented about the weather being, you know, more um, chaotic than his time in Scotland. He was Scottish. And the way he said it was just hysterical. But my other one was after another one of the, the wrecks <laughs> during quality. And they were talking about the crane that lifts the 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 cars over. And he's like, yeah. it's it's a sort of grabby thing.
1: <laughs> like, I love it. Like, was it crane. David Coulthard who said that? I can't remember. I, think so. I was just dying oh, laughing. Just <laughs> David said,
0: "If Sam were here, he would tell you exactly what it is. Yeah, but yeah. it's a sort of grabby thing." Die.
1: Which I agree. I feel like I, I hear that and I know exactly what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> sort, of sort of grabby thing came out a bunch this weekend. Anyway, Q2. Yes, and the, the grabby thing gone. could have been
1: in a couple other spots because it took a little longer to get a couple cars out of there. But yeah, the All grabby right. things are only at certain corners. <laughs>
0: So Q2 okay. was, it was drying. So we did, we worked finally uh, and it was, though it was drying. It took a while. I noted the time they they called out the dry line started really forming at 630 left. So it was pretty far into Q2 that they finally got a strong dry line.
1: Yeah. But then it did really like hit. It was kind of crazy. Max was fast early, like geez Louise. Um, Carlos. So with Charles at the bottom in Q1, Carlos is, I think he was in 15th at that point in Q2. And he told them, Carlos, again, being his own strategist and, you know, should be getting that strategy salary in addition to his driver's salary, told them that they need brand new enters and they need to do it on the last lap. And it was truly all or nothing. We thought he could go around twice, but he kind of just did, you know, getting his tires in a warm spot that second to the last. And then it was all, all or nothing. And if a yellow flag had come out at that point, screwed. Like they were betting it all like Mm -hmm. on one lap. And fortunately it did get him into Q3, but.
0: The anxiety, the anxiety.
1: Anxiety is crazy. And let's see. I noticed Perez was at least a full second behind Max. Like that was, I mean, Max. It doesn't matter. Cars. Like it just, he does what he does. Sergeant though, Sergeant. The I
0: know.
1: Oh my gosh! The last car to come across the line, pushing, um, gas. Was it Gasly or Stroll? I think he pushed Stroll down, right?
0: Oh, Gasly was, uh, Gasly was P-16, so first Gasly out. Oh, so it was Gasly. I mean, P, P-11, P-11, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was insane. And it was, I think, his first time, right? It was his first time into Q3. So that's yeah. where I was like, Logan is making a case. Like, first of all, that Williams, amazing on this track. They weren't expecting it. And then Logan making a case to to keep his contract, like keep his seat for next year. Absolutely Stroll. amazing.
0: Stroll, right?
1: Now I thought it good. was
0: Stroll. You're right. You're Stroll. Okay,
1: I was thinking Stroll, it was Stroll. P eleven.
0: Yeah, he pushed Stroll out. Stroll was P eleven.
1: But I mean, again, Stroll. Like you're out in Q two, and your teammate is is <laughs> what well, what did he was fifth, Alonzo, I think. Yeah. Um, not good but q3 dry enough we could get drs enabled again finally um you the red flag we had two of them you mentioned and that was
0: logan i felt so bad because I he's know. like he was starting out so strong and then well and he
1: had just come across the line and i wasn't he like in second or third or something yeah, second was like, fastest,
0: like the second fastest time yeah great for q3, yeah, granted for it was still early it was and I kept, I kept I was telling my partner, "I'm like, is you know, if they're talking about rain coming in, if if he can hold that time, yeah, you know, we'll see where he's at." And but then at the end, he still got pushed on P10. I'm like, the worst he's going to be is P10, but you know,
1: which is good. <laughs> and again, like we said, the first time an American in 20 years has done it. But what happened? I, I feel like it wasn't. Eh, I mean, his tire hit the white line. And because it was wet, that's what sent him in. And I know James Bell said afterwards, like he wasn't mad at him for it because he was already doing so well and he was trying to find, you know, the limits. And that's what they're kind of asking them to do is get out there and push. And so he said, you know, he wasn't
0: he wasn't sad about it. So, yeah.
1: And then our second red
0: flag. The second red flag. And we go into Claire's anxiety because. (laughs) Because at that point, it was around that point that we had, what, half the grid? half, yeah. half the half grid. Grid. I, It's only four people had times. Only yeah. four drivers had times. Six did not have times at that point, yeah. including Alonzo. I was having a heart attack. Yeah, you Because, like, <laughs> sure. you know, there was a chance that the rain could pick up so much so that they decide, we're just going to stay where we got because, you know, they can call it they could they could
1: call it but they could as they did it but poor charl like what in the world he was kind of all over the place anyways i feel like he was kept going off kept going off
0: you know yeah so many times and i think at one point they called that the tarzan corner <laughs> that it is that called they, tarzan corner yeah. yeah if you didn't go if you didn't catch it you just go straight and if you were lucky you didn't go into the the gravel you just could Follow the extra road around. So, <laughs> yeah. Which happened a lot. Yeah. A lot. It Charles, just, I think Charles hit it four, four, four to six times. Like he yeah. hit it a lot. Uh, totally.
1: He did. And then on um, this one, he just went a little wide and it hit the grass and it just like sent sent him. um I love I the picture of him just sitting in the grass.
0: All I like I love the picture of him just sitting in the grass.
1: He's just. That was hysterical. I posted that on our social media because he's just sitting in a lawn chair, like watching. And then somebody posted a video um, when Max was, I guess, he pulled in, you know, to first, the first little, you know, how they do the little stands. And Charles just leaning against the fence, watching it on the big screen. (laughs) Like all the fans are, are behind him. Oh, poor Charles. I don't mean to make fun. But now that I think about it, like he didn't take a new gearbox. No, i know that, that was a concern that he damaged the gearbox when the rear hit um the wall but then it's like he just now no, yeah, yeah he yeah,
0: did yeah. not
1: must not have taken one so um but awesome to see lando on the front row i was like oh my gosh
0: that's amazing he <laughs> and was really on, so on the second row I know. That was crazy. I mean, I was happy where Alonzo was, but I was really happy to see those up there. And, and you know, Russell was up there because Russell even said after coming back from the break, he felt more refreshed and he hadn't been showing well in qualifying and to qualify where it was, was, was really good. You yeah, know? Good.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was very, very exciting. Like, I think that was amazing. And I know signs did say he was what, sixth or something. Um, yeah. He, mm-hmm. uh, said he was actually surprised he was that far up the grid. Like, they looked so bad, so bad, (laughs) all the way through everything. And so I think he was a little impressed, surprised, I don't know, maybe both, um, that he actually was as far up as he was. So there you have it. But today, 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 the race was all about strategy. When you have start. Well, actually, I think right as the formation lab or right before the formation lab started, Fernando's engineer came on the radio and said, we've got rain in five minutes. And so you're starting on one. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be raining. And then throughout the rain, dry, wet, dry. (laughs) Like your strategy had to be spot on, like spot on.
0: There were... Six and seven pit stops by drivers in this race. I believe it. Yeah. You have to. I mean, the two that had seven, or there were several that had seven, but it was Liam, George, and uh, Lance had seven. But most had six. K-Mac, Valtteri, um, Esteban, um, Lando, Checo, Max. Um, yeah. it's, you know, six, Lance, several of them had six. That's how that's tire changes. The number Wait, of tire changes. How
1: many did Alex Albon just have two or maybe three? Cause he had, he was on those softs for 44 laps. He had four, four. Okay. Four. Yeah. So yeah, I knew he, he had to have been really low cause he was on yeah that for a long time. What I always find really interesting and I think the rain they had mentioned it before um the race started like the clouds and everything and they didn't know like are we gonna have rain are we not gonna have rain but they it was coming from the west right so it was coming from across the beach onto the track and the teams will send people out to the beach like in monica they'll monaco they'll send them up to the mountains and their job is to sit there and then radio the team when they start feeling rain or drops or it starts pouring. So that way the teams can start like planning their strategy. So could I always just picture like some dudes in Red Bull gear, maybe just sitting in a chair on the beach, like (laughs) waiting to, you know, send this stuff over. Like, I want to be that person. How do I get to be that person? Um, but (laughs) I just think that's kind of funny, but early, early Perez, Awesome strategy. He was the first one in, I think. I know, I yeah. think somebody came in with him or right after him, but he would write in and put on those enters. And then, like, it was just like he the heavens was, are he
0: he was and the very first, and, and, and Charl was behind him by like 0.03 seconds.
1: Yeah. 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 That, I knew somebody came, came in with him, but so and smart definitely. because by the fourth lap, the people who were still on softs. They were struggling and the people who had moved to the enters were like you know really starting to um and so that was making everything just go like topsy-turvy absolutely
0: craziness Um, and it was russell and stroll who did not take their first one until the fourth lap
1: yes and russell and we'll talk about that because we'll start breaking down the teams he's not happy not happy about that at all not at all um Let's start with Alpha Tauri.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay.
1: Yuki had a long pit stop.
0: Oh There's several of those today.
1: Uh, a lot of teams did have them, 3.9 seconds, 4 seconds. I had written those down for a couple other teams later on. Um, obviously, Charles. but we'll talk about why that happened. But Yuki, for sure. Um, then he and George bumped. Um, Yuki got the five-second penalty. I need to go back and look at that because – I just blamed it on George because that's what I always do when George is involved. Um, (laughs) Because (laughs) George always starts it generally. So I was very shocked that my little global treasure got hit with that five second penalty there. Um, But their tire strategy, like I think overall Yuki did, he had a really good race and then they messed up the tire strategy. So that was like kind of prior to that red flag. Um, but it pushed Yuki out of the points. And then you add the five-second penalty on. I swear he was running like sixth, eighth, for a while he was tenth, then he was kind of moving up a little bit. It just, it just stinks because I feel like Yuki does get really unlucky with some of that stuff.
0: I mean, without the five-second penalty, he still would not have made points. I know because of the tire strategy. They screwed him that up. Now he was, would have been, he would have been thirteenth had he not got the five-second penalty, um, and that would have still put him four seconds behind 12th. And yeah, boo. Where did he finish up then with the five-second penalty? Where he is he? Sixteenth. Boo.
1: Turn it. Yeah, the, I mean, Alpha Tower, Like, come on. Again, like I said at the beginning of this section strategy was everything today and they messed him up he was running good and they messed him up and he finished outside the points which just stinks um yeah. liam though i will tell you he finished 13th right liam yeah. Austin finished 13th in his first race and let me tell you this that was the first time he or i guess the first time he drove that car on slick tires was on the formation lap um because in FP3, he must have been on wets or entered. Well, I don't know, qualifying. That can't be right, right? Qualifying was he on
0: enters? Mm-hmm. Well, qualifying he wrecked out, remember? Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. No, wait, did he? No, he didn't, no, he didn't. But he like wasn't able the he he qualified, he was out in... Q1. Q3, Q1, and they were on wets to begin with. That's so, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, so
1: that is correct then, I'm right. Yay me, Um, which is kind of crazy. And then.
0: But get this, if he did not have the 10 second penalty, he didn't. If he did not. Oh, if he did not. Yeah. No, no, no. Ninth. What? Because he was 26 off first, 26 seconds off first. If you take 10 seconds off, that would have been 16.147 seconds. And if you look up to sixteen point one four seconds, that puts him between Alex and Oscar. He would have been ninth. Nice.
1: Oh, I still don't even know who he impeded. So if you, guys I know, don't but the, realize, the thing is, is, this-
0: is, is that I, did, I have to go back and listen to the clip. But the the um the commentator said that the radio was going back and forth, and it, it was not due to his driving. So I don't know if the engineers had given him direction. And so he was listening to the engineers. So the tense, it was caused by direction he was giving and not by what he personally did, by his decision kind of thing. Well, that just stinks because, I
1: mean, for what he had to work with jumping in an FP3 in the rain, crazy rainy day today, he really did do a good job. So major props to him. Helmet Marco, a.k.a. Chatty Cathy, um, prior to the race said that he really just wanted Liam to get familiar with the car today, like get some experience, be ready for Monza next week. Um, however, in the after race press um, conference, Liam told one of the F1 people he doesn't know if he is racing in Monza next week. That's up to Chatty Cathy. And he'll probably decide early, you know, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Um, but I mean they might maybe put another driver in there if they want to see somebody else and how they perform. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But he really did as good job as he could
0: have. And it was for impeding K Mag in the pit lane.
1: Oh. But not like an unsafe release or anything, just like
0: penalized for impeding K Mag in the pit lane.
1: Hmm. So interesting okay all righty well again he did awesome um alfa romeo joe i thought was doing really good like he was running up there high and i know there were cars like out of position and you had you know with all the pit stops and everything at the beginning but he was up there like running in third for uh, for a hot second um and he looked pretty good he just they don't have the pace in that car to do no. it um and when that rain came down, like he just aquaplaned. He said he aquaplaned. He was at 19 Gs at that point, so it was a hard hit when he went into that barrier. So thank goodness he's okay, because oh my goodness, I mean he's, yeah, I don't know. I just I felt really bad for him the way that that ended, but I, I mean, and Botos, like I don't know was he there? I I just like <laughs> I just don't hear. I don't even think. I heard that much
0: about him. He finished 15th. Okay. So, I you know, above Yuki and George, basically, because the other three didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. And George really- George is in because he got get that puncture. So, I mean, so technically he finished above Yuki when it comes to actually competing. Wow.
1: So. Yowza. They're just there. I, I mean, Joe, they've had a few glimpses of where it's like, ooh, alpha romeo but for the most part i forget they're they're even around they're ju- there's nothing remarkable about their season at all it's like they're just getting through the season to be done with the season and like move on
0: i don't know yeah and they are they are second to last in points right now so. yeah which surprises who's last Haas. um Alphatari. Not- what's that alfotari
1: Oh, that's because only Yuki's the one pulling points, and then they screw them up with strategy like they did today and pull them right back out of the points.
0: Yeah, Alphatari after today has three points, Alfa Romeo nine. Well, neither of them got points. So, And Haas 11. So neither one of those, none of those three teams got points. All the other teams got points today. Wowza. All right. Well, let's talk about Williams. Ooh. Williams got points today. They got four points, which pulled them apart from their tie. So now they've got 15
1: Oh, good. What place are they in? In the
0: seventh. Yeah. seventh. Oh, seventh. <laughs> I seventh. was like, <laughs> seventh. seventh, but I mean, because we went. Remember, I did the the thing on yeah. that. They haven't been that high in several years, so that's good. that's yeah, yeah. I was
1: really hoping for double points, but obviously that didn't happen with Logan. Um, but yeah, that kind of sucks.
0: Do we know yeah, why? We were Logan- yeah, I don't, again, I, with you, I don't know what happened other than when when James was explaining, James Wolves was explaining he had a hydraulic problem. And you were talking about in Quali how he was, he hit the line, was trying yeah. to try to track limits. He commented after the race that he hit the same line that he'd been hitting all weekend. And that's where he, he had an issue. And that's where he caused some damage and caused the hydraulic problem. Oh, okay. I think it was earlier in the race. That was like earlier in the race. And that's why he kept having problems performing and getting slower and slower and slower.
1: Oh, okay, Yeah, because James did say that there was a hydraulic issue, which is what caused him to crash. That was on lap 16. But even prior to that, like he started 10th, but somehow he was in 20th.
0: I, yeah, I, I think he was losing pressure because of that. Whoa. He was explaining. He says it affects the steering. It affects a lot All of stuff. Okay. So I think he okay. just was struggling. And that was my way. I'm in my mind picturing it is that because he, he was hitting that curb so much that he he hit and caused a, a probably a mild leak, yeah. and it was just getting worse and worse. And as he slowly was losing pressure, he finally lost enough pressure that by the time he crashed, you know, that's when he had the crash. Okay. But he just was starting to get more and more like less responsiveness from the car. And it was probably just getting harder and harder to drive it. So Got I think it. he just was having less performance slowly. Yeah. I'm, okay, go back no and see I'm, speculating. I'm speculating, but it kind of just makes sense no. based on his performance. And there was nothing remarkable that happened. It was just, yeah. Yeah. And we went from performing sense. well to not.
1: Yeah. And that makes sense. But then it makes me wonder, like, if that was, if he was struggling that much, why take that? T- why not retire the car? Like they Ferrari did with Charles. Like why keep him out there? And maybe this, cause James did say they made some mistakes with strategy and decisions. And so maybe that was something else he was referring to is why not retire Logan? If that's the issues that you're having, you're not going to fix a hydraulic issue during a pit stop. You're not going to get any yeah. better with that. So why not avoid the crash? Because now they've yeah. got more that they have to do to repair that car for Monza. So maybe that's in part what he was talking about. I thought he was just referring to strategy in general because they did.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what they come out this week, if they say anything about it. Again, yeah. major speculation. I could be wrong. But I, I, I just wonder if that had something to do with it. Yeah. Like you said, Alf, um, Albon did really well. I mean, he Ooh,
1: He was great. Oh, I'm so happy for him so
0: yeah and he, and he got four points for the team so that's good
1: that's amazing i mean especially when you don't think that you're going to be doing well and then you come come in with four points and you know you're running up well up into the top 10. you know the
0: majority well, of the as fast time. as that mclaren has been all weekend and over the last couple weeks he actually finished um uh, almost a minute and a half a minute and a half a second and a half so a second and point four ish ahead of oscar
1: yeah. Let's talk about McLaren because this
0: time just two behind Lando's. So we split the McLaren's. He was like right <laughs> in between the two of them.
1: Good for you, Alex Albon. I love to see that. Um, so here's the thing, McLaren. What happened? I mean, their strategy. I know Lando was saying like the strategy, not good. Not good at all.
0: He's he sounded like to me he was trying to answer without getting in trouble. Like he was trying to say F this, I'm not happy. They yeah. screwed me over. This was not right. Like he sounded like he because he's such a calm, cool character. But that was like, I just felt like he wanted to say so much more. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't. There was there was more to that.
1: He Lando this year has been far more candid with his comments than he I feel like he has been in the past. So I'm kind of surprised that he did kind of keep it on the down low, but. I don't blame him. Like you start on the front row and almost immediately you guys are both out of the points and you're both out of the points for a while, like fighting your way back into the points, both of them. Um, I mean, it's good that they got double points, but still. But did you notice that at the very end, Lando was like this close to catching Lewis at the line? So
0: close, yes. So, so close. Like they, the commentators are saying that's one of the end that they had like a meter he probably would have gotten past him. Like, he yeah. just needed another meter. It was, like, that close. I yeah. thought he was going to do it. I was just going to push, 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 push.
1: Yeah. It was in, I mean, good for Lando. Like, don't ever give up. And the same with um, Oscar. Like, I really thought the way Oscar was attacking back in his way, back into the points, like, just not giving up at all. Like, do, using what they could with the car to get back in there. Amazing.
0: Yeah, but and Norris so- is now eighth. He's he he didn't change he stayed he keeps his eighth place in the driver series, Um, but um, Oscar dropped one in the driver series in the standings.
1: Okay, I mean, yeah, they should have definitely had a better race than they did. That is for sure. But it was also a crazy race. Again, strategy major (laughs) with the rain and everything else. Yeah, you really you really had to rely on your strategists to have a great race. But Alpine, oh my goodness. So Saturday after they, you know, Ocon was out in the first, Gasly out in the second, right? Q2. Um, the fan, well, the, I'm going to use air quotes, fans on the Alpine page were just going after them so hard. Like this is typical. You guys are terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Gasly on the podium today. Ocon also in the points, right?
0: Um, yep, yeah, he got he got a point.
1: Yes, yeah, so he was tenth, right? So, I mean, you still got double points and a podium today. And don't forget, they don't really have a team principal, not really. They don't have a team principal right now. Their leadership is all interim people. <laughs> And still, and know. I know
0: you got the, the penalty right. He still got like Gasly got the penalty right, and yeah. and he still got on the got up there. Um, he he was three and a half seconds behind Fernando.
1: Oh wow, wowza! Not too shabby.
0: Three point 3. three actually. Three point three seconds behind uh, Fernando at the end.
1: I am just so happy for no, him. I don't
0: That's think great. it would have mattered because of when he served the penalty, because that was after a red flag and all that. So, I mean, if you think about it, even the 10 seconds for uh, for Liam earlier, it doesn't really matter because they didn't serve the penalties after the red flag. They served oh, it before yeah. the red flag. So yeah. it, it, it doesn't really matter, actually. Yeah. So.
1: Well, even um, Gasly's penalty, it didn't matter much anyways, because he caught up to signs and passed them like...
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to clarify that <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Logistically, I don't want anybody coming back at me and go, well, it doesn't really matter because when they were yeah. served. Yeah, actually, and I think about it, it doesn't even matter, but yeah, but yeah it, it's still, that's still pretty impressive how quickly he got up there um, and reset himself because after the red flag, because of when the red flag was identified, when they reformed the order, Gasly had to be put back further in the restart lineup, right? And so he had to retain that yeah. and get past Checo and get past a Red Bull.
1: Yeah, but he didn't technically get past the Red Bull, but <laughs>
0: like <laughs> no, he didn't. That's true.
1: It wasn't necessarily on merit that he was on that podium. Yeah. And- but he. this is so
0: true. Too. This isn't so true. But if he hadn't kept the speed up, if he hadn't kept that that distance to the Red Bull, I should say. if he didn't keep that that gap because the Red Bulls are so fast, that was pretty impressive to keep the gap because you know you we saw that in the last couple of um, uh, laps, uh, Max got almost four full seconds ahead of Fernando, and Fernando, you know, is very seasoned and has that has a really good car. Yeah. So to take that Alpine and keep that Alpine close enough that with Checo's penalty, he was still, he was able to, because he could have been further back and the penalty of Checo's wouldn't have mattered.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think starting, being that close after the red flag, he knew yeah.
0: Checo, he had, had to push, push it. Gasly
1: knew yeah. what he needed to do to stay close. He was told, like, Checo's got a five-second
0: two uh, spots in the Drivers' Championship, too. Gasly? Gasly. Yeah, yeah, he's now I
1: mean, those podium points, they make a difference.
0: Yeah, because he had 15 points. It pushed him up two places. Ocon dropped down one. They're one point from each other. Actually, Ocon and Piastri both have 36 points, and Gasly has 37. Okay.
1: And Ocon was not happy. He was, he was so mad that he was put on wets. Everybody else was on enters, and he was like, this is the worst decision ever. I mean, he measured yeah. this ever, but he was like, you know this was terrible and then right after that checo goes off <laughs> like so i don't think that the wets were like necessarily a bad call you just had to get you just need that rain i guess to come down a little bit more but after the red flag like boy he was saying something to i'm assuming it was his engineer in the pit lane because yeah, sure. he was on his face you couldn't see his mouth but you could see his his eyes and he was having he was having a conversation he was Loves to know what's
0: going on there. Love I want to. Be in the room.
1: I need to go back and listen to his post um, press conference because I would love to know if he said <laughs> what he said in that situation. But listen, major props to Gasly because he did hold his own that whole race. Like he, yeah. he was just kind of in there like a little shark, you know, like just waiting, 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 and that's what he needed. Checo with the five second penalty.
0: And, we'll well, talk and, about what, and we've talked about that. yeah, we've talked about Alpine and their struggles this year, just having so many DNFs and whatnot. And so yeah. they're now they're sixth in the cut in the constructors' cut with seventy three points. Now they're behind McLaren with one hundred and eleven, but right, they're still they're getting they're there. way ahead of the next one behind them. So they're yeah. solidly in that the middle pack. Yeah. they're solidly in there pushing well, towards like the lower the, middle yeah the lower middle yeah
1: because <laughs> <laughs> last year they were fourth so this is still not you know awesome good point, for them. good point
0: but they're catching they're catching all right let's go to your team
1: ah Ferrari listen poor Charles. that's all I can say like the bad pit stop so here was the lowdown with that the pit stop that took forever right at the beginning lap one right to lap two I don't know where you count it but um so The team was not ready with the inters. You see them like he comes in and then here comes the guys out of like the garage with the inters running. What happened? Charles called the pit stop, told the team I'm pitting. They supposedly told him no. Fred says, Charles announced the pit stop as he was coming into the pits. So the team wasn't ready. So either way, they're putting it on Charles that he called the pit stop the team wasn't ready it was too late for him you know for Charles to back out which makes more sense with fred's version of the story you're already in the pit lane you can't go back around again which wouldn't have been a good idea anyways like the people that were on the, so you just it just is what it is um but yeah so then on lap eight I thought it was interesting because F1 TV played Carlos's engineer coming on the radio and saying, hey, Charles has wing damage. And Carlos is like, don't slow me down. And my first thought is, are you going to tell Carlos he has to stay behind Charles, who's got wing damage? Is that where we're, we're implying here? Like, who okay, uh, like- I know, like, so?
0: And this affects me how?
1: Like- <laughs> exactly. That was my thought. So Carlos ends up going past him. Charles starts getting passed kind of left and right um after the race you could tell that he Charles, was just not happy he was frustrated he didn't like the strategy didn't like you know any of it yeah none of it i i don't even know um
0: well, he he lost a, a, a place in the driver standings yeah because he dropped the six. You know, signs dropped one up the fifth. So he got two places up. And now he's ahead of Charles by three points.
1: Yeah. Because they were pretty neck and neck. And it was like yeah. the last race where Charles did really well. And I was like, well, shoot, there it goes. But with the DNF and Carlos finishing where he did, I figured that there he Carlos would move back ahead. Um, yeah. You know. And player,
0: and Charles is now tied with Russell.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. But, you know, like Ferrari's not going to allow that to happen if they can help it. So they're going (laughs) to they're going to make sure Carlos does not finish in front of Charles as much as possible the rest of the season. But Carlos really did look steady. And I think, you know, like he said, again, wasn't expecting much from that car, but he did it. And at the very end, I was like, you have one lap. Keep Hamilton behind you. Like Hamilton was on his booty. I'm like. Just do it. Just do it. I was like willing him across that finish line. Just get across. Hold him off. Like you can do this. Like, and he did. So yay. <laughs> and then Hamilton almost got caught by Lando. But
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yay. By, point, by like point oh two three or something like that. It was really oh, close. Very yeah, close. Yeah.
1: But he did it. He hung on. So yay! Major props to
0: Mercedes. Yeah.
1: um
0: Wow. Just wow. I mean, like to see Russell. I, and all I could think of—that's why I predicted Russell on podium—is like to see how well he's been doing. Starting so far in the pack, back in the pack, and progressing and progressing. I know it's not a track that has a lot of passing that we saw a lot of passing overtaking, yeah. we but to see him doing that and then you know and he was so i liked his attitude there at the end he's like you know this i forget what he said before but then he goes then i got a puncture what are you gonna do and i was like he just stuck it out right he just stuck it out because i was watching on the f1 app that actual race the, the dots right and they're oh, all going around and there's russell just slowly further and further behind just i'm gonna just like the in the could i'm gonna finish this race but um I just felt so bad to start out so strong and then um, just the row to eighteenth. To eighteenth. And yeah. and the only thing that's eighteenth is because the other two didn't finish. Is why? The other two didn't finish. Oh true. Yeah.
1: Actually well, he was seventeen. He was seventeenth.
0: He was seventeenth because-, because three didn't finish. Joe, yeah. Charles, and Logan.
1: Yeah. But I mean almost very quickly he was down to 18th in the race and that's when he came oh, on yeah, the, yeah. and he was like i was forecast for the podium like how did we mess this up and i i thought like it's a little too early for that george like it is but he also wasn't wrong in the end but other issues kind of came into play but
0: like and his- i heard that and i was thinking it's was needed mercedes <laughs> yeah
1: they do like to complain for sure like again you know And then they're like, woo, this is the best day ever when they do really well. Um, But in his post-race presser, George was saying, like, I guess he was told that the rain um, was going to last two minutes. He's like, then the rain lasted 10 minutes. And he's like, we have to figure out why our forecast was so off. Because I think that was, you know, the issue with their strategy is they said two, it lasted 10. And that really put
0: him out of position in a really, really big way. I'd love to know why they chose to go on hard tires too. Like no one else did that. They were probably
1: hoping they wouldn't have to pit again. Like maybe they were hoping no more rain, no more. Like, so we're just going to stay on the hards and, and other people are going to have to pit because they're on whatever. And that didn't work out either because (laughs) then it rained again. So... yeah. But he also had a really big snap and Lewis was right behind him. Did you see that? Oh, where yeah, you just... And it was like, how in the world, how did you stay on the track? Like
0: what a save, what a Whoa. save.
1: Oh. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. Um Yeah. I don't know. I just a sad, I think overall weekend. I mean, they didn't, they weren't horrible, horrible Lewis seemed pretty steady, even though he spent a good part of the race in 13th place. He ended up sixth behind, yeah. no, seventh. Sixth, he's sixth. Sixth, okay. Um, behind Carlos. So he just quietly went about his business and they both got points, right? Mm-hmm. No, 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 George did not. For a while, George I thought they were both going to get points. Yeah. Um, and George, George was 17th. That's right. But still, like, good job. Okay now
0: more, but, more. But Russell um it yeah, Russell's still at 99 points Hamilton is at 156 so he's fourth in the driver series he pulled but full well, it separated him and Alonzo Alonzo still is third and Mercedes though still got a pretty good command in the Constructors Cup yeah it 255 points but that's still less than half of Red Bulls yeah Red Bulls uh, yeah so, it's anyways.
1: their season. I'm not even, we're not even talking about them that
0: much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about your team. Oh my gosh. Like I said, whatever the undid or fixed gay. And and Fernando, I was like, oh my gosh, he's finally driving. Like he wants it. Like he wants to get this. And I was noticing before the red flag, cause I, I was paying attention. I We need sponsorship from this F1 thing. Cause I keep talking about their app, but uh-huh. while I was watching it on the TV which is delayed some a little bit, the app would show the actual standings, the, the data, much sooner, uh, like up yeah. to almost a minute sooner, like way so, at least 30 seconds to a minute sooner. And then I would hear the audio there before the TV. So I had to turn the audio off. Yeah. yeah. And I kept the teams on so I could hear what the teams were saying. Um, but I was watching the push between he and Perez and Max. And so, for a while, when Perez was second and Alonzo was third, Perez was doing fairly well. And then he started getting further and further behind Max, where Alonzo was catching up to Perez. And I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, he's pushing, he's pushing. And then Aston Martin was catching the Red Bull. Yeah. So that was just so exciting to me to, to see awesome. that. And, and you know, we had a bad pit stop. I don't even want to talk about that. but Yeah, but, I mean, it didn't really... Like come into play at all, and he got the fastest lap of the day because oh, he, he got he keep it. I think he really? kept it. Let me go double check because um, he got it before the rain hit. Yes, he got fastest lap of the day. Unlocked nice. Two. He beat out Max um, uh, by two point oh eight seconds.
1: No, that was the time
0: today. Sorry, he beat him out by no, not even that far. He beat him out by point. Zero five two seconds but that's
1: the slap and the extra point. That is that's
0: the slap and the extra point. So good for him.
1: He really looked amazing on the starts. And in the little driver room, which is my favorite part of all the stuff. Um, Max said he's like he was telling Pierre, like, Fernando is so quick in the rain. He's like, he was almost passing me, like on that very first, you know, when the race Mm -hmm. first started. And I'm like yeah, he really is. And not only did he get the fastest lap, Alonso was driver of the day today.
0: Yeah. So did you see like, him? I just love that when he got out, he was just like that big smile and he's just it. like, I you know, know, I just uh oh, I just love his energy. I just love yeah. his he just seems genuinely cool. And then I went to yeah. I popped on the Twitter in the middle of the race while we were on red flag and I just saw the video of him sitting on the go-karts. You know the carts at his racetrack at his little museum thing. And he's just yeah. doing donuts and stuff. Oh, he's just so he just cute. seems like so much fun anyway
1: he does yeah. and That's- he's and he's funny. So like in his thing, his press conference or whatever when they interviewed him right after they got out of the cars, he was joking and he's like, yeah, I thought about attacking Max on the restart, but then I thought I might not make it out of here, you know, because obviously there it's Max's home race, you know, all the Dutch fans. And he kind of did his little chuckle, um, which I loved. And the crowd right after, so like Max was coming up to do his interview, and the crowd was just like singing the Oh Fernando Alonso song. And they kind of had to stop and say, like, okay, Max. And then everybody just, it was silent right away. <laughs> Like, I just, I mean, everybody loves Alonzo. Like, how can you not? Like, I was so happy for him to be back up there. And like you said, whatever they did to undo all of the damage after, you know, Canada with the car, it worked. Like, he was great, except for Lance. Where did Lance finish up?
0: Lance finished 11th. I mean, he ended up getting Uh, up there a little bit It was a full second and a half, more than a second and a half out of the points. Yeah.
1: I just wonder, like, what are the conversations? I I don't know if Lance had any issues or whatever, but I just wonder what other conversations back at the headquarters? Like, what if we had two drivers like Alonzo? We could have two cars in the points. Lance did great at the beginning of the season, but he's kind of fallen back into that you know, 10th to
0: 15th place. Yeah, he's, he's got, he's still ninth in the driver's series, but he's at 47 points. So Norris above him has 75 and then below him is Gasly who just jumped up with, and he's at 37. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull. Well, I was going to say,
1: is Aston Martin back? I don't know. We'll see you next, next week.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully. So Hopefully. my partner and I were joking when he used to root. Uh, you probably remember this when we used to watch American football. And every time he predicted someone to win, and he rooted yes. if you're for them, how badly like, they would do. Like yeah. I wasn't really pushing for Fernando this week, and look, what I did. So maybe I need to not concentrate on Fernando. Yeah. And so then, you're the jinx. Am I the jinx? <laughs> am I jinxing my Fernando? Because if that's the case, I got to start rooting for Max. Because then.
1: Please. <laughs> Have Robbie root for backs, please. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> he Where does. Oh,
1: well, then the jinx for him is not working anymore.
0: Well, he on his football, mine might be on F1. what I'm saying. Oh, okay.
1: That's what you're saying. I get it now. I
0: but might have to. Anyway.
1: Max. Max is so He was so relaxed before the race. And, yeah. like, listen, I think, not a surprise. I think everybody expected him to win today. But when I saw him, he took the camera. Um. Uh, And I think I put this on our stories, but he took the McLaren social media camera and was interviewing the drivers. It must have been either before the driver, probably as they were getting ready for the driver's parade or something. And it was the cute. It was actually super cute. But all I kept thinking is like he is so relaxed right now. And I know when my son especially played golf and he was that loose and it was just like having fun and kind of goofing and laughing. He would go out and play lights out. And it was just like, Max is ready. He is going to get in that car. He doesn't have to, it's going to be second nature to him and he's going to win.
0: Yeah. And I don't recall the exact wording and, and because I, I might kind of glass over when he's on, on interviews, but um, I do recall them talking to him in one of his interviews, like before the race about, you know, his dominance and, and, you know, I think they were asking him, did did he find it boring or do you, you know, was he getting just kind of, you know, is it more Blase because he's just winning all the time? Is it not a challenge or something like that? And he pretty much talked about how he doesn't take it for granted that he still likes to go out and do a good job. He still finds it very exciting and he still loves the, the competitiveness and working with it all. And it, it, he was giving compliments to the other drivers or whatnot and basically not taking it for granted. And I was like, okay, you're just trying to make me like you because that was like a really nice thing. The way he was approaching all of that. And I might be putting a lot of words into it, but that's just the, feeling I got from you know that yeah. that conversation so yeah
1: I think but yeah Max it was all right and I think the more he shows his true personality instead of just like the competitor persona I think people are like oh wait he is he, he does seem kind of cool he still seems yeah. a little on the nerdy like goofy side you know like he's still hoping all the cool kids will like him, kind of a thing but like <laughs> I like I yeah there's things that I like and I thought that was super cute this morning what the other thing and we don't have to talk a ton about red bull because like like you said they're winning we've talked about them off and on um but i noticed on all the starts he seemed to instantly have a huge gap right off the bat like his starts are always on point today it just seemed like they were even more on point and he was out he was out like yeah the, the last
0: one Alonso stayed on top of him right after the red yeah, flag. He, I mean, it's a different type of start, but he did stay on him up until the last lap and a half or so. Then it started; he started pulling away more. But um, yeah. he stayed within a second or so of him for most of that first, the first couple of laps.
1: Yeah, that is amazing. One thing I did want to say about Checo: so they they said um, after the race that because we know he got the five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. He was over and, like, just barely over that little line. So, first of all, barely over the little line where they start to calculate that. But he was over by a half a mile per hour. Like, minuscule amount. It was, like, .08 or something. And I thought, you know what? Red Bull has deserved penalties more than just today, in my opinion. I think that they get, get away just, with a
0: lot. am pretty sure Max impeded someone, but. Yeah.
1: I think they get away with a lot in general, and it's like this is the one that you want to give a penalty on, but like point zero eight over miles per hour, and this much over the line. When they
0: called it, it was like we've been in red flag for how long? It was a 45 yeah. minute delay, and then we get to starting, and they're like, Oh, this happened. It's like, When no, did but- it happen <laughs> when he came back from the the what? La- oh, that's when he did it. Okay, that's yeah. what I was when did he do it? So, it yeah. When they put- They were, by the way, in the app, they were having all kinds of problems resetting the lap times because they did that. So the, the, the telemetry systems out there would get everybody on the same lap, right? Because Mm -hmm. not everybody, that's what they were explaining is that the people who came in from the red flag, some came in sooner than others. And they had to get everybody on the same lap Well, they were saying like two minute lap times or whatnot for the ones that did that had to go out and do that fix. They were showing forty-two minute lap times. Oh. And then yeah. all of a sudden days get fixed. And as theirs are fixed, the ones that didn't have to get fixed started showing forty two minute lap times. And then those started getting fixed. It was so interesting watching them. Oh my telemetry. I'm like, maybe you didn't need to do that. Because yeah. you still had maybe picture, so. I mean, you still had to fix your times. It was yeah. it was kind of and interesting. Forty two minute lap times.
1: That's hysterical. But that's the other reason like maybe you let that penalty slide because you told him he had to go around to get into position because he was already in he he was coming in the pits and got new tires when the red flag
0: was yeah. brought out
1: so like he wouldn't have I done think that when,
0: all the other drivers that went around and came back through didn't speed to the pit either so wow they didn't, anyway. all
1: have to go, they didn't all have to go out, though. He was the only one that did that. No, no,
0: several. They all, except for, there was like five drivers. Five drivers did not, and 13 drivers did. Oh, I thought, I thought, okay. No, they I started more out. They, it was like just basically the leaders didn't have to go back around because several had pitted earlier and then the yeah. ones that pitted late after the red flags were the ones that did not have to go back around. There were several drivers that had to have everything you okay. say. It started out with just um and then they sent a lot more drivers out. Gotcha. And I only know that because again I was looking at the app and watching yeah. all those numbers so it was like 13 yeah. drivers were screwed up and then the other 5 got screwed up and then they all got fixed. Oh, so, yeah. got you.
1: Okay, I get it now. Yes, I am slow on the understanding today. Um okay. I was just going to say I think this was a great place for Max to win or to tie the nine straight. I mean, his home oh, yeah. race. But you know what I thought was, I don't remember seeing any orange flares today. Is this like the first track where we haven't had the orange flares or did I just miss it? Again, I've at
0: not the end, it. I saw a bunch of orange
1: smoke, but that was at the end. Okay. Maybe, maybe I just missed it again. I'm not fully paying attention. The other thing I did think was really cool was on the podium. Um, Delano, we've talked about him a few times. He was the young driver. Uh, he's a Dutch driver that lost his life, um, at spa, right. It was spa, um, Mm -hmm. earlier this season, his dad was the one that gave Max the gold medal on the podium. And so I thought it was nice that the FIA, um, and F1 had his dad come and kind of represent and, um, you know, just, yeah, just to honor Delano another way, you know? Yeah. So, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Okay. Well, we're rounding up to another hour and half. Long, an hour and twenty. So here we go. Uh, we're we're going to get through the it. good. We wrap it yep. up. Two
1: things. So last Sunday, Valtteri was racing again, but he was in Colorado where he spent most of his, um, I think he spent the majority of his summer break in Colorado. They were doing a lot of biking in different parts of like Aspen and Colorado Springs. Um, but last Sunday he did a 100 mile bike ride. And he finished 20th out of a thousand riders. Like insane. So, Valtteri is racing, whether it's bikes or cars, he's racing every weekend. The day before, they have some sort of like a hill climb contest, and he was dressed as Duff Man. It was
0: hysterical. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Those, he is, I was dying. That was hysterical.
1: He is so funny, but he won best costume. So, like, you know, I did not. It was perfect. I know. I, I love Valtteri. I think he lives life to the fullest. He is so fun. Um, But I have a new documentary series I want you to watch. And I'm not going going to go into all the stuff. But it's called Fernando. It's on Amazon Prime. It t- It's like two seasons. But I think the first season is only like maybe six or seven episodes. From 20... I think they're filming it in 2019. Maybe 2020. Somewhere in there. So it really focuses when he was um, retired from F1 and how he went and you know did the Indy race and he was doing Le Mans and he won, he won Le Mans twice, by the way, Dakar, like all of this stuff. But one of the things I thought was so interesting is like both him and his family and his friends were talking about just how smart he is and how he could like study for like 40 minutes. So he said he would set his alarm, get up at 4.30 or four study till like 440, go back to sleep. And then he would basically memorize, like if if he had to read pages 17 through 35, he would just basically memorize them. And like like his ability to focus and concentrate and then also be aware of what else is happening around him is insane. And it's just like, that is why we see him when he's racing, giving advice, talking about what the rules are watching the tv screens like and, and being his own strategist and knowing everything that's going on he is so smart and so like on it um it was i don't know so far i'm not all the way through it yet but it's really really cool and i think especially like cuz i know you say like it's good to see him like wanting to win or it's good to see him really pushing My thing has always been he is like the car just is not like he also knows what the limitations are. And I think that he has lightened up a little bit about like, you know, being number one. He will say flat out, like if I'm not good at something, I'm not going to do it. Like he just he won't attempt it. But if he is good at it, then he's going all out for it. And so, yeah. Anyways, I just think you you should watch it. It's so, so good. So it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, next week back-to-back races. We've got the Italian GP, aka Monza. Yay! It's the 94th Italian Grand Prix. It's one of the oldest circuits on um, the calendar. This is a home race for Ferrari. The Tafosi are going to be out in force, and we do not want to see nonsense. I'm just going to say that we don't want to see it. <laughs> so it is the fastest track of the F1 calendar. Cars average over 260 kilometers or 161 miles per hour per lap. They call it the Cathedral of Speed. Um, and it's one of F1's most iconic venues, right? It's been around for a long time. It's one of, I think only a couple that has been on the cal- F1 calendar since the get-go. Like they've been racing there since 1922 but i think it's been on the f1 calendar since since the beginning
0: yeah that's the one of the ones i think that's the one that someone told me you've got to go to one that's f one that's the one you have to go to
1: and do you remember we talked about going and then Mm -hmm. we're like nah maybe we should i don't know next year next year so it's 53 laps two drs zones 5.793 kilometers 11 corners which is less than most of the other circuits um But it allows cars to go full throttle. So 80% of the lap, the cars are going all out, all out, full throttle, all the way through. That's why it's called, you know, whatever, the Cathedral of Speed. Um, In the park section, there are some chicanes. And so they've really got to get on the brakes. So you imagine you're going full out on some of these straights. And then all of a sudden, you've got to get on on the brakes. So that's going to be super, super, super interesting. Lots of overtaking availabilities. Hamilton has won here at five times. He's tied with Schumacher for that. So hopefully we'll see Mercedes making a little bit of a bounce back next week and uh, he can be
0: that much open and whatnot. It'll be interesting because you've got Williams that does well in that kind of track, right? McLaren maybe they'll perform. Yeah. Martin's been better. So Yeah, you know, it could give it could give Red Bull a run for their money on this track. So it could be
1: so interesting, but at least hopefully a lot of action, which is awesome. Oh, and I totally forgot. Like, let me see if I can move my thing. My little love sign is kind of like the the side of the uh, McLarens this weekend with their (laughs) love. Yeah, so I don't know something to look forward to one more one more race week.
0: Woo! Yay! Yay! All right. Well, thanks for everyone for hanging out. I know it's another long one, but it's just it's hard to get it all down unless, like, especially when you have something like this weekend where so much happened. It was it was exciting. It was so exciting.
1: A great welcome back to racing for the second half of the season.
0: Absolutely, great way to start off the second half of the season. All right. Well, we'll be back at it next weekend. Thanks for everyone again, everyone for coming along, and I'll see you. you Bye. 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 If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week.